Good evening, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Unstoppable Leadership. And I have an awesome guest on here on here with us today. I'm already getting tongue-tied with Carmela Williams. Not only is she about leadership, but she is also a pastor, a singer, an author, a motivational speaker, business coach, and leadership expert. And also, if correct me if I'm wrong, but you are also the executive director of John Maxwell, too, as well. Yes, I've served as executive director with the JMT team. So welcome to our show, Carmela, because I have a feeling this is going to be a power-packed podcast. So welcome, and I'm going to let you take over the intro because I'm, I might have missed something, but welcome <laughs> to the podcast. <laughs> no, thank you so much for having me and giving me this opportunity. Um, I started my John Maxwell journey back in 2015, um, and it's been an amazing journey ever since. Ever since then, um, I think you covered everything. You know, I do leadership training and development. I'm a business coach, and um, and I absolutely love it. Even during um, this season where we're doing everything virtually. Oh my goodness, I just love it because even with with JMT, that's how we started out, right? Yeah. Everything was virtual. And so it was an easy transition for us um, to be able to do some things virtually and to master um, the technology so that we could still do those fun games and things doing it. But um, my husband and I are both um, coaches. We, we pretty much do everything together as far as ministry, um, business and family. And so it's just a blessing um, and I love the season of my life that I'm in right now. That is just awesome <laughs> because, and especially now that you're still able to take what you do and mm -hmm. still do it online. And I think there's a lot of people out there that needs to hear that right now because right. that's one of the challenges is everyone's going like, how can we do this online? How can right. we transition? Because especially when you're doing team building games. And I want to get your perspective on that because okay. that right there is interesting. How do you do the <laughs> team build, team building games virtually? So and it's funny you say that because I have two leadership games with um, a major organization, on, one on tomorrow and one on Friday. And so what we're doing is we're using Zoom and we're using the breakout rooms. Um, I'm using the polls in the games where they can give each other points. And so I've already um, did the polls in advance with the participants' names in it. And so they're able to vote if they feel like um, a team member has went above and beyond and things of that nature. And so I'm utilizing those breakout rooms. I'm utilizing the polls. I'm utilizing the chat features. And so like even if they have to just do a one-on-one -on -one where it says pair up, pair up with someone to discuss this and bring it back to the group, I'll break them out in groups of two. Um, if it's a small group, I may break them out in groups of five. And so that's that's how we're doing it. I may teach a topic and then let them break out into groups and discuss it. And then we come back together. Or I've even challenged them with a thought process, like, for instance, with some um, businesses that I've been working with for them to master their their like elevator speech. So, you know, so so the elevator speech. And so I would give them the formula. I would break them out into groom, groups so that they could practice it. And then they come back into the big group and then everybody share. So we've been doing it that way. That's awesome because one <laughs> of my 
favorite team building games. And I'm going like, I don't even know how they would do it virtually. Uh -huh. But it was when I was with one of my larger companies and we were in a leadership building class. And it was basically they had us in a large room and they had the lights turned off and we were blindfolded. And then we had to grab a hold of a rope. And then our supervisor behind us had to guide us while we were blindfolded. And oh, what we were doing is we had to put this radioactive tennis ball from a small bucket into a bigger bucket. And the ball was sitting on top of the bucket. So if that ball rolled off, we had to start back over again. Right. And it was interesting on how we did that because you're blindfolded. You followed the direction of your supervisor. That's right. And it took us three tries, but we got it. And Good. And I was going like, yay, we did it. And we did it blindfolded. And it gives you a perspective when yeah. you're doing these team building games about how your team works. Right. So Carmela, talk a little bit about that. When you're doing team building games, it's more than just games. Oh, yes. So one of the games that we do, we use the red solo cups. And so, and when this is pre-COVID, we would be in the room and I would show um, that each group, we would break them into groups. Each group would choose a team leader. The team leader would be facing the screen and everybody else's back would be to the screen. I would show a picture of a design of those red solo cups and using only their words, that team leader would have to give instructions so that the team could duplicate what the leader sees on the screen. And sometimes they would get it and sometimes they wouldn't. And then we would tell them to switch, choose another leader. And I would tell, and I would always say, before I change screens, I would always say, if you're the previous leader, if there's any news or anything you need to tell the upcoming leader so that they can be better prepared, you got 30 seconds to do it. And a lot of times they wouldn't say anything to them the first a uh, couple of times. They were like, you got, you get it. Just tell us what to do. Just tell us what to do. But there was a key. I only showed the picture for a few seconds and then the picture went away. So the new leader would get up there thinking they could see this picture and take their time. And if the previous leader didn't tell them you need to focus on that picture really quick, it's going to go away because now that was the added caveat. They had to give instructions to their team based on their memory. They couldn't just keep looking at it. And so it, it was fun. They laughed and they talked about it. But this was these were the key components. One, you had to just use your words. And so it talked about it taught them on about effective communication, being able to communicate with each other because everybody learns differently. Everybody has a different way that they process things, which is which is um, one of the other certifications that I have, but they have a different way of processing things. And so you have as the team leader, you gotta know that about your team, how they need to receive information in order to effectively process it and be effective as a team. Yes. The other thing was one of the slides, there was absolutely no way they could make it happen. And so at the end, we would go back to that slide and I would say, tell me what was the difference here because nobody would ever get it. And every now and then somebody would realize we have the wrong cups. The cups were made different. So there was no way they would stand up the way they were standing. And so the, the message that we would get from that is sometimes we're trying to take what other organizations are doing. Mm -hmm. 
and try to make it fit here in our organization. But we have different cups. We have different people. We have different tools. We have different resources. And so we have to figure out how to make those things work for our organization. So what the games do is it takes the pressure off. And so it doesn't feel like um, I'm just being lectured to. And so that's that's kind of the signature with Troy and I is that we do games. People learn one of three ways. They learn by hearing, seeing, and doing. And so in our leadership, in our leadership trainings, they're going to see it. They're going to hear it. They're going to do it. They're going to be up on their feet. They're going to, we've had people crawling on the floor. <laughs> they just do, we didn't tell them to crawl on the floor. It was just a game, you know, and they had to do something different. And so, and it, it would be really funny because you would see supervisors and managers do creative stuff and you would see their team members looking surprised like, wait, what? What's happened? And so it allowed them to bond and see their leaders and their teammates in another light as well. So there's so many dynamics that's going on um, with those games, but those games are essential to um, helping your, your organization get to the next level because it takes the barriers down so that the team can begin to connect. Definitely. And I agree with that wholeheartedly. I learned so much about my leadership from doing yes. those games. Yeah. And it gives you a whole different perspective on how to work with somebody. Right. Um, I actually had a leg up with one of my team members that we had went to leadership development on. And it was because I already knew her personality because I had took the Myers-Briggs test and uh -huh. I already had her pegged and I was like oh okay you already so I, I already knew and I was like okay so this is how you communicate with her and my teammates weren't getting how I communicated with her they're going like she listens to you but she doesn't listen to us what are you doing different and I said well pay attention yeah. <laughs> I was just playing about it pay attention pay attention right. to how I communicate she was a very direct person like right. I am and when you communicate with a direct person, they don't <laughs> want the fluff. They no. want you give us concise yes. point information. <laughs> I am on my way. And I knew how to communicate with her. And it was just like everybody was like, I don't get it. And I just like hang in my head. I was like, come on, guys. And then they really understood it when they went to the leadership training. And then they turned around and looked at me. They're like, okay, now I get it. <laughs> That's exactly right. Because everybody needs something different. And as a leader, you have to make sure. So this, this happens in leadership, but it happens in regular relationships as well. We typically give people what we want, yes. not necessarily what they want. Because the way I communicate, the way I need to learn may not be the same way that you communicate and the way that you need to learn. And so if in leadership, it's all about me, then I won't ever be able to connect with my team to get them to be more productive because I'll go in there and say, well, I need a bullet list and I need an outline and I need structure. So you should need that too. I don't understand why this is not working for you, but leadership goes beyond just telling people what to do. Exactly. And mm -hmm. so let's dive a little bit into these tests that we take. Cause I know that you're disc certified. Mm -hmm. So explain to us a little bit about what that is and how that works. 
So with DISC, DISC is an older personality assessment, but I call it learning styles. And so you have the D, I, S, and C. The D is the dominant personality, which you were just talking about. <laughs> the I is inspirational, which is the high, strong, full of energy, which is my husband. He is an I all day long. These are preachers, charismatic speakers, motivational speakers, high I personalities. Um, S um, are the stable, supportive group. They may be a little bit more shy or prefer to be in the background, but they keep things balanced. And then you have the C's, uh, which is the cautious calculating group. The C's are accountants, um, your HR professionals. The C's need the bulleted lists. The C's need uh, policies and procedures. And I love this because this helps in your personal relationships. It helps at work. I'll give you an example. I I typically operate as a high CD. So I am about policies and procedures. I am about um, making sure things are in compliance and I need an outline and I need structure. And I flourish in that type of environment. Well, I had an assistant that was exactly like me. Like we work so well together. She comes to work. She, she don't need a bunch of hugs and anything. She puts her head down. She works all day. I put my head down. I work all day. At this time, I, my office was, was not a home office. I was working up at the church. And so people would come and they would have an appointment. So typically what happens, they arrive 45 minutes to an hour early, right? Remember, I told you I'm a C personality. I got my bullet list. I'm a calendar girl. I got my day structured. And they're too early. Just, I'm just being honest, right? <laughs> so my assistant is there. And so she greets them and she says, oh, you can have a seat in the blue room. Um, Car Carmela will be with you in a minute. And so the person goes and sits in the, in the room and they're waiting on me. And so I finish up what I'm doing. I go in there and now they want to chit chat. They want to talk for 15 or 20 minutes before we get into why they are there. This is the thing. My husband then came off his job and he began to sit in that office where my assistant was. And my husband is my total opposite. He's a high eye. The same scenario would happen. The person would come in 45 minutes to an hour early and they're in there. And he, he says, have a seat, have a seat in the blue room. She'll be with you in a minute. And then I hear him say, so how are things going for you today? And they start talking. And he said, and, and if they say anything negative, he said, let's go ahead and pray. How are your kids doing? How are your mama doing? How is work? And this person gets all of this stuff out of their system. And so when I show up, guess what we get to do? Get right to work. And so I realized that I needed my assistant to be my opposite. Because I needed my assistant to be able to give my clients that extra touch, that extra connection that they needed before I walked in and we got to work. And so what this allows is it allows you to see that you need all four components to have a healthy team. You don't want a team full of dominant people because everybody, you, you've heard the saying, we got a bunch of chiefs and not enough Indians. And oh, I don't yeah. mean that in any disrespectful manner, but you just got a bunch of leaders. Everybody want to tell somebody what to do, but no followers. Yes. If you got a room full of eyes, it's gonna we're gonna have a whole lot of fun, but we're probably not gonna get much done. If you got a room full of S's, they're gonna make sure everybody is included, but who is what are we trying to do? You know, you need that structure. If you got a room full of C's, then we can be, we can people can feel that we're cold because we're so 
we got a head down and we're working. And sometimes we forget to say good morning. How are you? We're just like, hey, I need this, you know. And so you need the balance. So what this does is it allows you to look at your team and see where everybody fall. That's one thing. So you can see if your team is balanced. The other thing it does is it allows you to understand how to communicate with people who have a different learning style than you. And this is so good because I just did a group of couples. And taking married couples through this really helps too because it helps them understand their spouse and how to communicate. So let me give you an example. I'm, I'm going to ask questions. I'm a high seat. I like to know what you want me to do and what's expected of me. But if you don't understand that, you think that I'm challenging authority. And I'm not challenging your authority. I just need clarity. And if I have clarity, I can make sure that the vision that you give me can is implemented and implemented properly. And so that's that's what I mean. That's what this does. It helps you to identify how the balance of your team is. And it helps you to understand how to communicate with people who don't learn the way that you learn and to give them what they need so that they can flourish. Definitely. And I love that because I started <laughs> laughing because I'm like a CD. Uh-huh. And, it's just, and, it's, and it's all because of my years of retail because and I tell people this, you will change throughout your career path. Yeah, you'll have a core and you'll have your core competencies where this is your core and this is what you are. Right. But you'll have some of it that will change and retail for me. Put that CD right there because I'm going like. <laughs> You have to be, you have to be organized. You have to be on time. And especially yeah. when you're running a $115 million store, you yeah. don't have time a lot of times to be inspirational. You don't have a lot of time <laughs> to chit chat. And right. I'm one of these people that, okay, I'm like that. G- give me what I need to get done today. And I have to remind my current boss, I'm going like, I apologize if I don't say good morning <laughs> he's a good morning person exactly. and I'm going like exactly. okay what do we need to get done today exactly. he's going like good morning I was like oh yeah good morning <laughs> I'm like I'm sorry I'm guilty of that as well I'm guilty of that I'll, I'll send out a message and I'll go back I go I'm sorry good morning how are you but the message is already gone before I said good morning because we're in work mode yeah, but when exactly. people know us they respect that they understand Definitely. And he's gotten to know that. And he's going to like you, you were just like already like, okay, we got to get this, this, and this done this morning. And that was, I mean, that is just my morning. And if I get caught up, then I'll find myself go out on the floor. I'll go, you know, go meet with people, you know, see how the rest of everybody else is doing. But for right now, I'm going like, bam, 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 bam. And when I took the Myers-Briggs, that's when I really realized the good morning people really needed that good morning. They do. They really do. <laughs> and it was learning how to temper my strengths and my weaknesses to mesh with theirs, so to speak, right. because I worked for the Myers-Briggs. I think I was like a red yellow and I was working with a lot of blue greens <laughs> and I was like, okay, this is going to drive me batty. And now I knew uh-huh. why. And I was like, okay, so I chilled out. And it, it got better because it was 
when I was working in the ethics department a little bit for a corporation. And when you're working in that environment, you do need CDs, but you also need people that are thinking a little bit outside of the box because some Mm -hmm. of the things that you work on require you to work outside that box. Absolutely. The Ds will make sure that we have some structure. The Cs will make sure that it's in compliance. The Is will make sure we have fun while we do it. And the Ss will make sure that nobody is left out. And you need all four components to have um, balance. Even in retail, you need those greeters that are, good morning, how are you? Welcome to the store. You need those people out front to uh, greet your people. And then you need those people behind the scenes that's making sure that everything is in compliance, the numbers are right, you know, and things are flowing efficiently. So you got to have all parts to have a healthy balance on your team. So everyone, I hope you're really listening to this. So if you are working <laughs> in an environment Take some notes because it is it makes your life go so much easier at work when you know how to work with the people that you work with. (laughs) I think another. Go ahead. I was just going to say with DISC, what it does is it helps you take the focus off of you and it makes you more aware of the needs of the people that are around you. And I teach this to leaders, but I also teach it to entrepreneurs because they have to understand the needs of their customers and the needs of their clients. And so if you just run in there, just giving them what you think they need and you got that doesn't work with everybody. And so you got to slow down long enough to understand the needs of the people that are around you, whether these are your coworkers, your peers uh, or whether they're your clients. Definitely. And that's an important part, especially for entrepreneurs, because and I have a lot of entrepreneurs that listen on this show. And that is something that I'm learning to as well is learning how to slow down and learning how to take that extra moment of time, because the people that you work with, especially when you're a coach, is going to be on totally different spectrums and you have to get to know your clients on a different level than you would know your coworkers. You almost need to know your clients more personally in order to find out That's what right. makes them tick. Right. And you have that, to know their needs. Yes. And you have to, you have to dig in a little bit. And I know coaches and I know a lot of times people, they're just going like, okay, I already have this program and this will work and blah, blah, blah. And then sometimes you have to realize the people that you're working with, maybe your program's not going to work with. And maybe you need, maybe you need to realize, hey, we need to tweak this a little bit and learning how to, because that was one of the things that I'm learning. I'm learning there are certain people that I know that, that I can help. And there are certain people that I know I need to walk away from. Exactly. I tell that's what I tell them. I have a program and, and so in, in my program, you can't just join it. We there is an interview process for that exact reason because I understand what my sweet spot is and I understand how the type of entrepreneur that I can help and those that I don't feel like are a good fit, I'll refer them to someone else. I won't just leave them out there, but I know other coaches who specialize in other areas. And so I'll refer them to someone else. I don't have a one size fits all. Now in the beginning, I wanted to help everybody because I didn't really know. And then I realized that there are some, there were, there were some connections that drained. 
And then I had to be honest with myself because when I show up to um, empower a leader or, or help this person take their business to the next level, I got to believe in them just as much, if not more than they do. And so if I can't go in at that level, then I would be, I'm not I'm adding value to them. And so if I can't add value to them, then I would not be being true to myself. That's not operating out of integrity. Let me say this. I always say never build programs or give discounts and things of that nature from a place of lack. So the only reason I would take on people that I know that I could not help would be would be for money only. And that would be for, from a place of lack. And so when you're building programs and you're trying to get people in and get numbers in from a place of lack, then that lacks integrity. So because we have to operate from a place of faith, even in our business. Yeah. And that's a really good point. That is something that I had to learn. And I just really just this last couple of months learned how to let go and yes. put it out there if they want yep. it keep eye on it if they don't want it then you'll just keep okay. tweaking until you find that sweet spot and I'm glad that you said that there are certain clients that you know that you can work with and certain ones that you know you can't work with right. and I know for me and I'm just going to go ahead and air it out here for me <laughs> it is people that might need a little extra hand holding those yeah people unfortunately for my personality type drain me I cannot I love y'all and if y'all are listening I, I love y'all to death but I need somebody that is willing to hit the ground running right. be almost be almost me but willing to take direction and still learn and still right. grow and those are the people that I want to work with. I want to work with women that are either wanting to take their career to the next level uh -huh. or they're wanting to build their own business. Right. But if you're just dipping your toe in the water and you're going to whine and complain and go, <laughs> woe is me, honey, I love you to death. But uh, no. Listen, <laughs> no. my coach is a D. My coach, every coach I think should have a coach. So my coach is a D personality and some people can't deal with it. They call her a drill sergeant, but see, I'm a C. And, and so that works really well for me. I like the structure. I like the organization. I don't need the fluff. And so she, she puts it out there. I snatch it down and I implement it and we keep moving. We work very well together. Um, and so I get it. And, and people have, and let me tell you, your clients would like, love that about you too because they want to make sure that they can connect with a coach or supervisor or whoever it is that um is somebody that you can connect with somebody that you can you know work with someone you can effectively communicate with it should be a win-win on um on both sides definitely so I, I i totally understand now the group that um would drain me will be indecisiveness Oh, so yes. I have some, I have some, I know some <laughs> other ladies who, who are coaches who help people who are just getting started. So I would refer them over there because I know what, where my sweet spot is. And my sweet spot is, are those people who are working on their numbers, need to master their pricing, need to master their calendar and need to master their message. And so my gift is administration. That's the C in me all day long you can give me the big idea and i can break it down into phases and workable pieces so we wouldn't work well together if you were not clear on the vision so yeah. i work really well with people who know the vision 
They just need me to help them close the gap. And so I'm a strategist, so I can help the strategy. But if they're not clear on their vision, then I would refer them to someone who can help them um, get started and try to decide where it is they want to go. Yeah. And I know yeah. one of my mentors is listening and he is probably laughing right now <laughs> because <laughs> that was me. And it wasn't so much that I was indecisive. It was just, okay, I know that I can help people with mindset things, but the more that he listened to me and he's going like leadership. <laughs> and I was uh -huh. going like, oh yeah, because I didn't see it. It was right. one of those things that I was just so used to doing that uh -huh. to me, I was going like, was not a skill until somebody really brought that up. And I was like, oh, oh yeah. So no. hence unstoppable leadership. And that's it. one of those things. And another thing that we're on topic for picking your mission and what you're what you're really wanting to go for and one of mine is I actually have a submission okay. my sub is actually I work with mothers that have incarcerated sons and daughters in prison I love it and the reason why is because my own son's in prison okay so I learned that there's really not that much support out there for parents that have children in prison and right. these kids are adults we get that but these families go through so much and they just need somebody to help them out and it's going to be one of those i want to give back the community type uh -huh. because they need to understand that there's somebody out there for them but also to still be able to give them tools to deal with having their kids in prison they don't realize a lot of people that don't have family members in prison don't realize how destructive the prison system is on families yeah because you're doing time with your loved one it is not just your son or daughter in prison not right. times out of 10 you're doing time with them that's so right. that's one of those things that i'm working on too as well i love that because it, whether it's business or whether it's in, um, you, you know, our personal lives or our outreach endeavors, all of those things typically stem from um, some type of pain that we've had in our lives. Yeah. So like the reason I chose, you know, I love leadership, but the reason I chose business coach is because of the struggle that I had when I first started and not having the support to try to figure out what my next steps were. And so that's why I'm here to help other business owners with the next steps. You know, in our outreach, one of the things that we have is um, the baby closet and we like to help teen moms. Well, that comes from my own personal story, you know, of, of being a teenage mom, being a, 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 a high school graduate with an honor graduate, graduating college with an honor graduate. But when you get pregnant as a teenager, you are frowned upon, you're pushed to the back, you're hidden, and people talk about you, they whisper and things like that. So in our program, what we do is we help those young moms to create their educational plans and to create their career plans so that they can understand that their life is not over. You don't have to hide out until your kids are bigger. No, you go ahead and you graduate high school. You go ahead and you go to college. You know, we, we help them figure out what their goals are and if we can ever get them to see the vision and see it before they see it, they're more likely to achieve it. I don't care if it took, take you five or six or 10 years, just finish it. So I totally get 
while you do the, the prison ministry, because when we have that place of pain, we have a level of understanding that other people don't even get. They, they have no clue what you have to go through and how mentally draining it could be. And so when you come in to provide that support and love and encouragement, it's from a very authentic place because you've been there. You can relate and you can connect with them at a totally different level. Definitely. And I am so glad that you are doing that because I can attest to that. I was a teen mom <laughs> and, okay. you know, I have three boys and I'm going to tell any of you, if you are going to share this podcast, share it to your teenagers, because I'm telling you what, yeah. it is doable. It it's doesn't doable. matter. I have a master's degree in leadership and management. I had dropped out of high school and I have a master's yeah. in leadership and management. And I did that while raising my three boys. I did that while I was working full time. Was it easy? Absolutely not. There was right. a lot of days that I was just like, I wanted to pull the cover over my head. It's <laughs> like, say, forget it. Right. I, you know, I had instructors that really pushed me really, really hard. Right. And it was it was daunting. And some of that I was working third shift. And right. can you imagine working third shift, going home, taking a three hour nap, get up for an afternoon class, go back home, take maybe an hour nap, get up, cook dinner, go to work and then repeat that all over again and wow. doing that third shift and still making it. So girls, gentlemen, whoever is listening, you can do it. That's Don't right. let somebody tell you you can't. That's because right. if they tell you you can't, tell them to come see me. <laughs> tell them to no, come see Carmel. Keep watching. Keep watching. It's not over. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, it is amazing. And I told y'all this was going to be a power pack podcast. I was not kidding. <laughs> so I always ask one last nugget as we get close to the end. So is okay. what is one good last nugget you can give our audience? We've covered so many things, but I would say that allow your life to be authentic. Just be authentically you. And if you be authentically you, it could lead you into leadership. It may lead you into entrepreneurship. It may lead you into running a nonprofit organization. It may lead you to being the best door greeter they've ever seen at Walmart. It doesn't matter. But just be authentically you. I think that if you could do that, if you could, if you could do that, it, a title wouldn't matter. Degrees wouldn't matter. Just be true to yourself. Because I think sometimes we get so caught up in trying to hit the goal that we forget to enjoy the journey. So make sure you enjoy the journey that you're on, especially if we're talking to well, I can't, I'm not even going to just say young people because, you know, my mom went back to college and became an LPM. She was in her 30s. And so you don't have to, you know, there is no end is what I'm saying. Enjoy the journey. And if life starts to shift for you, then you shift with it. Just like we had to do um, with COVID. I couldn't go out into these corporations anymore because everything was closed down. And so um, I was home. I'll share this here. I was home. July 27th, I had surgery on my knee. And so I was home for 12 weeks. During those 12 weeks, I relaunched my um, business. 
And I sent emails out to the corporations that I have worked with in the past and some that I had never worked with, but my event got canceled due to COVID. And I told them, I said, I know you still need leadership training and development in this environment. I can offer you a virtual solution. And I told them, I said, I'll provide breakout rooms. I'll still provide engagement so that your team can mentally be prepared to, to um, produce at a higher level in this environment. Do you know that people begin to just respond, respond, respond? On. And my business took off to such a place over those 12 weeks that I, I didn't go back to work. I resigned my job. I'm back in business full time. So yes. what happened was I had to pivot and it was a hard time. I'm home for 12 weeks. On the only place I was going was to therapy and then to this desk. I will hobble in here to this desk <laughs> and I was sitting out all day long. But the although my leg was hurting and although the world is going on out there, the creativity that's on the inside of me didn't die. And don't allow that to go to go away in you. Continue to dream. Enjoy the journey. Try something new. If what you if you're not satisfied with the life that you have, do something different. Mm -hmm. Change the plot. Just that's change what it. I call it. Change it. Cause Just change it. <laughs> guess what? Nobody else is going to do it for you but yourself. You right. can listen to people like me and Carmela and John Maxwell and the Tony Robbins and the Mel Robbins yeah. and the Liz Browns all you want to. But until you take action, implement, it's just going to be the same old, same old. So take action. If you don't get anything right. else from us today, that take was good. action. Yeah. Do it. Take action. Because I could have, we could have all these degrees. We're talking about degrees and certifications and all this stuff. But if we don't do anything with it, it's not going to profit us. It's not going to do us any good. It's not going to benefit us, benefit our children. And so just go for it. That's what I would say. Just go for it. Because this is called the unstoppable. You're unstoppable. Exactly. The only person that can stop you is you. Ooh, ooh. And make sure you surround yourself with people. <laughs> who don't make it easy for you to quit. Oh, yes. Surround yourself with people that don't make it easy for you to quit. Sometimes our family mean well because they want to protect you. They don't want you to get hurt. They don't want you to jump out there and take a risk and then you fail. Give yourself permission to fail. You're going to make mistakes. It's just a part of life. It's a part of growth. But get find a community that will challenge you, that expect you to grow, expect you to have wins, expect you to have testimonies. They're expecting for you to come back and tell me how this thing worked for you. Find you a circle of people who will not settle for mediocrity for you. They're going to push you to be unstoppable. For me, that's what helped me. It was the people that I was around. They pushed me. And when I didn't know, they would teach me and they challenged me. And I didn't look at them as if they were my competition. I allowed them to mentor me because sometimes people will mentor you, but you're thinking, well, I don't know why she's talking to me like that and why she's always in my business. She's not in your business. She's trying to help you get to the next level. It's all about perspective. So change that group that you're with. If your group is mediocre, find you another group. If uh, Bishop T.D. Jake says, if you're the smartest person in the room, you need to change rooms. And so I agree with that 100%. Definitely. <laughs> and I absolutely love that you brought that out because I do. I have a business bestie. She reaches out to me. She's going to like say, what are you doing? Why haven't you done this? And I'm going to like, 
and I can't give her a legitimate excuse. So she's going like, I know you're working a full 40, but you can still do this. And I was going like, yeah, exactly. So I really started really hammering it since she started reaching back out to me. And she's going like, you are more than capable of doing this. Quit it. And right. I have gotten so many people in my past that I have sat there and told that same thing. They've either went back to school or they've interviewed really well and gotten better jobs. And right. I've helped so many people and I forget that I have that ability and I let the, the nuts and bolts of it drag me down because I'm, I'm all into this and all into that and trying to figure out how to make that work. And then I just have to remember to take a step back and go mm -hmm. like, just let it go. It will fix itself and it will work. And if anybody else is listening, if you are like me and just trying to say, okay, I've got to have this, this, this done, throw it out there anyway and see what works. Because good That's is right. better than done than than having perfect. So that's one of those lessons that you have to learn as an entrepreneur is just throw it out there, see what works. That's how you learn. And don't be afraid. That's right. Don't be afraid of the mistakes. You learn from those. Exactly. Tweak it and keep going. <laughs> Carmela, this has been an awesome podcast. I so you coming on and I really would love to have you back so I'm going to keep you in my book and I <laughs> okay. love that you brought the energy that you have so everybody Carmela you can find her at carmelawilliams.com reach out to her and just anybody if you have a dream either reach out to me or reach out to Carmela because I trust and believe if we can't help you we can find somebody that will and can That's the truth. thank you everybody. so much for having me thank you Carmela and as like I always love to tell everybody on my sign off whether you know it or not and whether you believe it or not you are unstoppable you are the beacon of hope and you are loved everyone have a good day bye Bye, y'all.